Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we're discussing chapter 13 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Mad-Eye Moody. Constant vigilance! Um, Sorry, go ahead. Yes. Um, Real quick, we have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. You can use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter and pretty much anywhere else to follow along. We mostly only check it on Twitter, but that that shouldn't stop you from using the hashtag. Um, Very true. Yeah. Um, Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? We're working on a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student. If you would like to submit, check out blackgirlscreate.org for the guidelines. We also have a new post that went up we a, do. Anyway, two days ago, and it's really good, and you should read it, and then you should also submit We also have... I really like... Oh. I, I mean, we say this all the time. We really like talking about Harry Potter and all that stuff, but like when I really like editing people's work and like going you know what I mean like reading stories and all that kind of stuff I'm an English I was an English major so I'm a nerd for like the written word she things <laughs> yes um so it's really fun for me to do and at like whatever stage you have it at like seriously if you're stuck and you need help or like I'm really good at asking questions and like and stuff and it's fun for me so I I think you should all submit I think it'll be really great and it does not have to be despite uh Bayana's English major part. It doesn't have to be a story. It could be, um, Mm-mm. it could be music. It could be art. We had two um, pieces of art that were really great, and we would love some more. Um, it could be a sonnet. It could be a haiku. Um, whatever you think is your way of expressing if you wanna, yourself. If you want to, if you want to write like excerpts on like. Black wizard history or something. No, I mean, you don't want to do that because earlier, but. no, you don't because we're we've done that. Hey, <laughs> no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. That not like what I'm saying is that if you want to write like, oh, this is gonna be a textbook about like black wizards in Britain or some shit. You know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily have to be like a like start have to, to have finish story. Yeah, yeah, it can be like this is just a you know what I whatever mean? your brilliant brain comes really, up with. We, we want a lot see. of different kinds of like media in this and like different kind of forms of writing too so like don't feel limited is what I'm saying yes I agree with that and then I would also say some wizard and blues please um oh yeah and we have um it's not up on our site yet but if you go to hermioneseries.com uh Eliana at Eliana Direct is a full-fledged member of Wizard Team and Hogwarts BSU and the first episode of um, Hermione Granger and the Quarter Life Crisis dropped this week. It will be featured in Hogwarts BSU um, and we are super, super, super stoked about that as well. See, look at Robin over here. This is great and I agree, but you jumped the gun. Oh, man. it's down there. Okay, I'm sorry. I I thought it was in the it's Hogwarts okay. BSU part and that you forgot, but it's in the news no, part. No, I didn't forget. So, reading. Reading rainbow. <laughs> A reading rainbow. I also love that um, when Aminata like really wants to get me to do something for her because she's like brilliant, but in a scary way. She's like Hermione. You're brilliant, scary, 
but brilliant. <laughs> She'll sing the Reading Rainbow theme song, and I'm just like putty really? in her hand. Butterfly in the sky, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, baby. That's funny. She'll mention like Harry Potter stuff to me sometimes, See? and I'm like, oh, okay, that's cute. I'm like, yeah, you're right. She wants you, to, you still have to go take a nap. She though. wants you to. She's <laughs> like, but look how adorable I am. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, that's really great. Go put your pajamas on. <laughs> See, y'all are soft. I mean, y'all are hard. I'm like, I'm like this year really awesome. This is awesome. I really, I'm so proud of you. But I need to put your toys away. <laughs> y'all have no heart. She was like, I can play that Robin. Robin is soft. And you know what's actually really great is that because I don't live at home anymore, I don't have to be like the, I mean, I'm still, when I go home, I'm the secondary person. Like, she won't mm-hmm. leave me alone. But, um, Akira has to, is the hard one. So it's cool because I get to be the fun Akira's. one. Akira And I didn't used to get to be the fun one. So now she like, she's crying. I'm like, oh, I'll give you a hug. <laughs> or like, we'll just sit and talk. I don't have to be like, nah, you're tripping. Go to bed. Go take it. Like, time out. I just be like, unless you do something like super extra yeah. or like really out of pocket, I can just be like, let's go read Harry Potter. <laughs> or like, I bought her a unicorn onesie. I just get to be the fun sister. Y'all get, you gotta see Aminatif unicorn onesie. It is high key. It is just, I had this thought today that I was going to buy myself a unicorn onesie and then just go like not say anything and show up just like rocking my unicorn onesie and see what she did. Like I was like, that would be the best. I have to find yeah. an adult size unicorn onesie. They have them. I'm sure. Oof. Okay. Anyway. You probably get the exact same one that she has. <laughs> Love <laughs> our blog. Time. I mean, in different sizes. Love with her team. Have a few extra galleons flying around. Please consider. So Robin can get a unicorn onesie that matches Aminata. Please consider. <laughs> <laughs> Please consider becoming a Patronus. We are video recording the Wizard Team episodes and Patroni have access to those videos. $5 a month will get you the video on the Tuesday before the episode drops. And $10 a month will get you a link to watch us record live and join a chat room like... Um, our good friend Deborah, my bay friend, is right now um, talking to me about how I should definitely get that unicorn onesie. Um, she has a foxy onesie. Oh, now we're just like, there's onesie love in the chat room and y'all should be in here. <laughs> um, yeah, and we like to incorporate those uh, conversations in our conversation. So being a Patroni <laughs> is... Just, it's the way to go. It really is. It's pretty lit. Mm-hmm. Um, if you would like to donate but can't do a monthly donation, you can donate to our PayPal. What are people who do one-off donations called? We have to figure that out. Yeah. I don't know. We'll think about it. Um, do you, but you can find the links the, to donate. the tides and off, like, you know, the, I don't know. No, I don't know. <laughs> you can find the links to donate at blackgirlscreate.org, um, both for PayPal and for Patreon. Yes. Um, Blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. Org slash donate. And if you would like to support us but don't have the funds to do so or you want to just go above and beyond your funds and do even more, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes, Google Play, etc., wherever Wizard Team is sold. We're not sold, but you know what I mean. Um, wherever we're found. Uh, by doing that, the higher we have... Um, the higher reviews and the more like 
feedback we have, the usually the way those algorithms work is more people will see us. The more people that see us, they will join the team. Maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe Baron Trump is like a huge Harry Potter stan and just is like secretly plotting to overthrow his own father and he finds out about Wizard Team and he just bankrolls us and then we go to Dublin for LeakyCon and we just, we blow up because Baron Trump is our like silent Patronus. He's like the Severus Snape to our Harry Potter and we think he's oh, evil, God. but actually he's, you know, just been helping us all kind along. of, he's been like helping us get where we need to get still to. Still terrible, but still doing the right thing. Right? Like, it's just a little bit more complicated than what we initially had thought. <laughs> and then, you know, like, and all of that happened because you wrote a five-star review about Wizard Team, and he saw it. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying, though, guys? Look at you. Look at you changing the world. Congratulations. Somebody write that fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> also... Also, we need to get a t-shirt oh. that says somebody write that fanfic. I'm making it. It's true. I'm, we're going to get a merch store soon, and that'll be in there. Yeah. That'll be another way to help us out. Um, yes. Subscribe to our newsletter. Most weeks we share nerd news and links to what's been going on, so if you would like to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can go to blackgirlscreate.org to do that. It's very easy. You just type in your email, and you hit submit, and then bam. You're on our newsletter. I'm, also I, follow us. There's a um, there's a good chance that the newsletter might go out <laughs> this week, as in today, as in two days ago. Two days ago. Just just wait. You don't have to. Just, just you new week. week. Yeah. New week, new us. Um, okay. Follow us <laughs> at We Black and Nerds. Like us at We uh, Black Girls Create. Um, join our Lizard Team Facebook group. And talk Potter with us all the time. Yes. Without a 140 character limit. We love it. We just want to talk Potter with our Potter friends. Um, yeah. Let's dive into what's going on with Wizard Team right now. Episode one of <laughs> Court and the Quarter Life Crisis is out Ooh, now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I saw it and it's really awesome and it made me really happy. And yeah, shout out to Eliana and the crew over at like the Hermione series they're pretty lit yeah um, um I like I, I it was funny because I was like when we were talking I guess when we were talking to Eliana for the feature which you should also check that check out, out. Eliana's feature. feature she was our first um, featured black woman on creator. black girls create so you should check that out and then also check out her series but it's really interesting I think like fanfic is always interesting because you see what like someone else how someone else invented a, ca- a character that you either like, like just a character in a series that you really identify with or whatever, and like how you get to, you see like their imagination of like what was next. Um, and I know sometimes I'll read fanfic and be like, uh, no, this didn't happen. You know what I mean? Whereas like, and I guess part of it also is like there's levels to fan fiction and levels of like writing and stuff, but this is like super well written. The actors are really good. The direction is amazing. Everything like it's funny. It's like it's so great and it's really nuanced too in a way. And I don't know. I love it. And I probably might watch it again after this. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna be watching good. it after this because I just got back from a reclaiming MLK. Um, March that went all day and then I had to go grocery shopping because apparently I'm an adult Um, and I like think that 
when you talk to Eliana and you can totally, you can at her at Eliana direct, um, on Twitter and she is awesome and she's open about talking about things like her reading of Hermione is very nuanced. Um, and this series is really about that telling of a full story. Um, a full, or I guess like a full characterization of Hermione outside of how she helps Harry. Um, exactly. And like her, what her motivations are, what she's thinking about. And I know that so many of us in Wizard Team and so many Harry Potter fans in general just really want to explore Hermione because she's such a fascinating and nuanced character as we're about to get into when we start this chapter. Um, there's just so much there. And so it's really great to see the like fans and like fandom take that on outside of you know how many Harry Potter stories or fanfic or anything like don't really center on Harry or Harry's story and don't really you know like I don't know I'm just excited about it (laughs) it's really good um, and then I just got an idea of something that I don't know why I didn't think of it before, but I will hit up Robin offline. Yay! Tell me now. It may... Offline. Okay, sure. But oh, in, the, okay. in the hangout. Like, yeah. Um, we have things. Yeah. I'll, well, I'll... It's something that if it happens, you will know yeah. about. It's not really that big of a secret. Um, I am terrible anyway. at keeping secrets, so whenever we discuss, we decide to do something, you'll find out. Because I'm like, guys, we're going to do a thing! The only thing I'm keeping a secret is a big secret. But once we do it... Oh, man. Oh, I don't even know what yes, that you is, do. but cool. I do, but I'm not thinking about it. Um, or... Whatever. I don't know. Um, no magical birthdays yet. Um, so, yes. Uh, what are you doing? I was trying to give you, like, the, like, hand signals about what I'm talking about, that you know what I'm talking about. Oh. Um, I was trying to do a charade type of... Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, there are movies that it's like... I'm really confused. There's a movie, it's like, what am I supposed to do, Mom? Oh, that's Pride and Prejudice. What do you want me to do, Mom? What do you keep doing? Winking at me with your eyes. Wink at you, child. Why should I wink at my own daughter, child? But now that you mention it, <laughs> let's go outside. Um, oh, boy. Sorry. Okay. No magical yeah, birthdays. Yeah, I had no idea what that meant, but cool. No <laughs> magical birthdays. And let's get into this chapter. I mean, if we must, but we should, because I have questions. We definitely should. Hey, we're like, I didn't say it before because I forgot, but we're like about a third of the book, of the way through this book. That's pretty lit. Yeah. You know what's really weird is I feel like, I mean, I know we just started the book, but like in every, in all the other books we read, this would be like the end. We'd have like three or four more chapters and then that's it. (laughs) It's weird. Oh, Wow. Um, yeah, right? but I feel it feels so already. It still feels early. I mean, I don't know. It's yeah. this weird. And I think it mix is because we of, just got to Hogwarts. So. Yeah, it's this weird mix of being like, "Damn, we just got to Hogwarts," and like, "Oh, we just got to Hogwarts." You know what I mean? I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, listen, Deborah, you can tell me things. I may not have the same amount of chill as others, but 
that doesn't mean I'm lacking in chill. That might mean that you have an abundance of chill. You have an overabundance of chill. Have you ever thought about that, Deborah? Okay, let's get to this chapter. <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, Mad Eye Moody, previously on Wizard Team, um, we finally got to Hogwarts. Going back and to Hogwarts. we found out that Mad Eye Moody is the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. And we found out that the Triwizard Tournament is going to be held at um, Hogwarts this year, starting in October. Yeah. And we found out that house elves actually cook and clean and maintain the entire Hogwarts castle. Yeah. Um, And Hermione is really upset about that and is planning on doing something about it. Fred and George are planning on... um, Joining the tournament? Joining uh, the Triwizard Tournament, even though... They're too young, and nearly headless Nick is still a ghost and has not joined the headless hunt. Let's <laughs> move on <laughs> to Mad Eye Moody. Can that be a new thing at the end of every um, previously? Thing, nearly headless Nick is still not joined <laughs> the headless yes. hunt. Previously, I with our team, and nearly headless <laughs> Nick still hasn't joined the headless hunt. Um, he still got that piece ahead. Oh, God. So. <laughs> okay. Um, so the storm had blown itself out by the following morning, though the ceiling in the Great Hall was still gloomy. Um, a few seats along. So Harry, Ron, and Hermione go to get their um, breakfast and look at their new course schedules. A few seats along, Fred, George, and Lee Jordan were discussing magical methods of aging themselves and bluffing their way into the Triwizard Tournament. Time out. So mm-hmm. I just have to say. I am so disappointed in Lee Jordan. And we were talking about this. Me and Bayana were talking about, like, the people that put in for the Goblet of Fire. And how, um, if you're in the Wizard Team Facebook group, I had asked, like, the question, like, would you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? I think one person said yes. And the re- every every other person, I think at one point I said, y'all don't got to be so wizard team all the time. It's a hypothetical question. No, you said, yeah, because you said what, which task. Oh, and yeah. Were like, um, we wouldn't be there in the first I was like, place. which task would you, <laughs> like, per, like, prefer to do or something? And one person was like, we bring on like, them dragons. Wizard tournament? Everybody else was like, uh, task, uh, yeah. how about sitting on the sideline having her. a sandwich? You're like, who? The tri- who? <laughs> Try what? Try what now? Let me try to sit over here and stay alive. Um, <laughs> which goes back to, I mean, we can even take it all the way back to Prisoner of Azkaban when I was like, did you notice how Dean Thomas set his black ass down when the lights went out? <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? I'm a child. Like, right. somebody go handle this mm-hmm. and if it won't be me. I'm just very disappointed that uh, Lee Jordan's been hanging out with the twins too long. It kind of reminds me of when I was growing up in Anaheim and every once in a while I'd be like, I'm going to say Becky, but that's, I don't know Becky, but you know, like, well, Becky's mom lets her do this. And my mom's like, mm. <laughs> so I'm like, Becky's mama don't care about her. I, I, care about, I don't care what Becky's mama let her do. You is my child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, listen, Lee, I don't care what the Weasleys let them kids do. What you will not do is put your name in the Goblet of Fire. In the Goblet of Fire. I wonder if Lee Jordan is a distant cousin. I don't know why we've never. I've always thought of that. 
Are you kidding we me? Have, I don't know. Why have I never thought of this before? Uh, Lee Jordan and I have always been family. That's weird. He's loud. He has dreads. Yeah. He's always... I always identified him because he had dreads, but I never made the jokes. connection of like, he's a Jordan and he has dreads. That's he weird. He stay cracking jokes. Have you not... Yeah. No, have you not... Lee Jordan is our cousin. Yeah. You... Okay. I'm, I'm, that's weird that I never even... That's weird that I've just been operating under the assumption. <laughs> like, I haven't brought it up. I, that's funny. I think it's weird that I never thought about it until now. Exa- and I, exactly. Like, that's literally a family. Yeah, I just took that's... it for granted that you knew that we were related to him. Yeah, I didn't. Okay. I'm gonna ask Mama next Listen. Time, hey, you got a cousin named Lee? Finding your wizard roots. Yep. Happening already. She might know. Um. Also, you know, it's way, it's actually like super possible because we don't really know the Jordan side of our family, the actual Jordan side of our family. But we know half of them. So, you said what? I can't. This ain't nobody. This is going on the internet. (laughs) We're we're going like really deep into like stuff that doesn't make any. We got a lot going on. People. Anyway, Lee Jordan's our cousin. That's canon. People are gonna be so confused about this. I might have to cut this whole thing out. Um, I don't think it's that confusing. Because I said we know half of them. Um. Okay. Deborah's like, this is going to be a long episode, which is true. Yeah. Not entering my name into the goblet of fire. Hashtag being black at Hogwarts. Real. That was Jordan, by the way. There's another Patronus. Snaps. Oh, yes, that was Jordan. Her Patronus Jordan. I'm sorry. I was just... Woo. Yeah, um, that's pretty much what it boils down to. Not about that nope. wife. It's cool. I'll watch. You know? Cool. I mean, there's so From many... Like, there's, there's so many things about how Dumbledore even introduced the Triwizard Tournament that right. you're just like, nah, I'm good. Like... Hasn't been around like, in people have hundreds died. of years because people have died. Oh, yeah, that's why. Like, oh, by the way, it was canceled because people have died. Like. Yeah, I just, that's an important thing. And they kind of just brushed over mm-hmm. that. And did nobody care? Which I'm like, who are you that you just heard, like, some people died? And you're like, oh, that was and Ron's like, hundreds of years But you ago. get a thousand galleons, though. And I'm just sitting here like. <laughs> You can't have money if you're dead. Thank you. You thank you. Also, so. what I'm thinking now, which is like way going ahead of the whatever, but like shame on Harry for not giving at least half of that money to the Diggories. They gotta bury their baby. You just gonna be like, oh. Um, he actually did try to give it to them, and they said, oh, no. okay. <laughs> never mind. I hate you in your memory sometimes, but also yes. Okay, never mind. Okay. I mean, okay. So, so today's, today's no. not bad. Outside all morning, said Ron, who was running his finger down the schedule. Herbology with the Hufflepuffs and care of magical creatures. Damn it, we're still with the Slytherins. They just gotta stop doing that because, especially that particular class, like they don't really. It just doesn't seem productive to have them together. It just also like, again, Hagrid has not had any 
in-depth schooling, so there is an issue there. But it also just seems like he can't handle the Slytherins alone. Like, he can't handle Malfoy. Right. And then you're going to put That's- him and like two classes together and it's like is it double oh no 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 it's just one pair of magical creatures it's double divination mm-hmm. okay um but like i just i just feel like you have to know what your teachers can handle dumbledore and some of your teachers can't handle teaching so mm. that's the first step is can they handle teaching so you got quite a few of them. There's a conundrum as I was so. as I was saying that sentence. I was like, you gotta know what your teachers can handle. Follow that thought. And sometimes <laughs> what they can't handle is being a teacher. Oh, yeah. Okay. They need to find a new profession. <laughs> There's at least three of them. At in the least school. three. At least three. Double divination. Four. Because I didn't even think about Snape. Four. Like. Oh wait, then who is? Oh, Ben's. Bins. I miss spins and you miss... Okay. Um, double divination this afternoon, Harry groaned, looking down. Divination was his least favorite subject apart from potions. So there you go. Ow. Um, <laughs> I hit my hand. Professor Trelawney kept predicting Harry's death, which he found extremely annoying. I love that it's just annoying at this point. It's like... He's just like, bruh. I know. Okay, yeah, I I'm think. gonna die. Cool. But, Don't like, what's also funny is, like, he has heard her give, like, a real prediction. So he knows, I mean, he knows that she's full of shit when she's, like, coherent and conscious. But he knows that, like, if he's around when she's un- and she goes unconscious, he could get a real prediction. But he's still, like, I mean, that's cool or whatever. But I'm gonna just need you to stop saying I'm about to die because yeah. I'm still here. What I just thought about, which is so great, is if Harry Potter was a black woman and just (laughs) walked into class and started singing I'm Here from the Color Purple soundtrack. I'm beautiful and I'm here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, just imagine Harry Potter as Cynthia Erivo. (laughs) Just come on. Come on with me. And then Trelawney says, oh, you're going to die. And then he just busts out with, I'm going to take a deep breath. Going to hold my head up. Never mind. Okay, just me. Just me? Yeah. I, I... Standing out here alone. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, you should have given it up like me, shouldn't you? Said Hermione. Um, then you'd be doing something sensible like arithmancy. Um, you're eating again, I noticed, said Ron. I've decided there are better ways of making a stand about elf rights, she said haughtily. Yeah, and you were hungry. Both of you Which, are right. I mean, yeah, but yeah, but also it's like, they're on, they're in boarding school. They have no other options. Like, what, what's she gonna do? Starve? You know what I yeah. mean? But like. I also think it's true. There are definitely better ways than, like, just starving yourself. Especially in this particular, like, what do you, they don't know you're starving yourself. Well, because like, she didn't tell anyone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just not a viable option, at least the way she went about it. And, I, I, again, I don't really know that she was fully, like, protesting yesterday. Yesterday, I guess it was yesterday. <laughs> um, she... <laughs> I don't know that she was fully protesting more than just like she found out and then she was just upset. You know what I mean? 
versus it being like a it was clearly not like a strategized action it was just like i just found this out so i'm not gonna eat um but yeah so um the it's time for the owl post um harry looks up looking for hedwig but doesn't see her um a large tawny owl soared down to neville longbottom and deposited a parcel into his lap Neville almost always forgot to pack something. On the other side of the hall, Draco Malfoy's eagle owl had landed on his shoulder, carrying what looked like his usual supply of sweets and cakes from home. Which, like, the next day, didn't you just leave home? You couldn't pack Right? And then, like, so I had to go look up an eagle owl because I was just like, is that an eagle? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are the, mm. what, what, what dim, what dims look like? And um, they're like pretty, pretty substantial sized birds. They're not like bald eagles. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that have the like crazy eyebrows that go, you know, like up like that. You know what I'm talking about? Like think about owls and you know mm-hmm. the owls that have those crazy like eye- eyebrows that just go like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are eagle owls. Like. She had to have sent that. I don't know how far they live from the castle, but I'm, I always assume that Hogwarts is in like upper Scotland and they live near London area. She had to have sent that care package mm-hmm. probably as soon as she got home and or before he even got on the Hogwarts Express. Right. Like, <laughs> you couldn't just put it in his... going to meet you when you... And yeah. the thing is, like, you couldn't just put it in a suitcase. And then send him some, like, maybe a month from now? Like, he already got care packages, he just got right. care. What do you need care for? <laughs> what do you need care he ain't done for? Nothing. I'm sorry. I'm just oh. like, he ain't done nothing yet. What do you need that for? Um, what does he need care for? Whatever. He need care because um, he need Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he need care and a prayer. Care oh and gosh. a prayer! Okay, uh, this is going to be a long one. I'm so irritated. Um, trying to ignore the sinking feeling of disappointment in his stomach, Harry returned to his porridge. Was it possible something had happened to Hedwig and that Sirius hadn't even got his letter? His preoccupation lasted all the way across the sodden vegetable patch until they arrived in Greenhouse 3, but here he was distracted by, by Professor Sprout showing the class the ugliest plants Harry had ever seen. Indeed, they looked less like plants than thick, black, giant slugs protruding vertically out of the soil, to which I say, no thank you. So, um, do you know what, okay, Bubbo, Boober, Bubo Tubers, I don't know how to pronounce it. They, re- so. Bubo Tubers? Hum? That's so weird. I've never tried to pronounce it out loud. Yeah, it's, it's difficult. Bubo. Bubo Tubers? I always want to put an L in there, like Blubber Tubers. I feel like there should be an <laughs> L in there. Um. Boo, boo, wow. I'm Bubo, Bubo Tubers. Guys, we would love to know how you pronounce how you pronounce boobo booba tuber booba booba tuber So okay, anyway, if you guys if you've ever been to the beach, um, and this is also reminding me of a trip to the beach that I took with one Aminata and Akira, your sisters. You weren't there because you ditched us and moved to Chicago. Anyway. So the seaweed, um, there's some seaweeds that have big pulp, like, things. Mm -hmm. And I love to pop them. It's something that, like, I've done forever growing up um, by the beach. And 
like, sorry, <laughs> Deborah says she pronounces it boober tubers, boober tubers. <laughs> um, but that's what that kind of reminds me of. And then it had me like thinking back to what we were talking about after Fantastic Beasts, like why are there magical creatures and they're not just like regular ass creatures? Like why do they need to be like hidden from muggle society or everyone, right? Like, oh, that weird dog got three heads. Mm, we have conjoined twins. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> or, I don't know. We have stuff that like happens nowadays and it's like, that's so weird. And then we move on. With Electric like, eels you know, are a thing that happened no, in our I, life. I know, but I'm saying like, even like, even stuff when it's like, even things when it's like not normal or whatever, yeah. like just things that are, kind of, like, out of the scope of what we think is supposed to happen. We we freak out about it for, like, a week. Right. Especially now with Twitter. We have memes and shit. And then we forget. We don't think, oh, that means there's a magical <laughs> There's a whole magical right? community. <laughs> under, yeah. Anytime they find any creature in the deep sea, like, any creature in the deep ocean is basically a magical creature. And, again, I go with the anglerfish. The anglerfish is... If the anglerfish does not make us think that there is a magical society, nothing else will. Because the anglerfish is a thing. Anyway, so why are there magical plants? Because we have, like... Well, I think with these, they're magical because they have certain properties that, like, help with something. Right. So, like, the booba tuber pus, um, like, we see it helps with acting. Right. But where um, I was getting to with this is that aloe helps... With your skin, and as someone who Shea has butter. eczema, mm -hmm. like shea butter, yeah, that stuff is all over me all the time. Aloe, mm -hmm. when I get like sun, aloe vera, and you get burned, tea tree oil, tea, right? Like, does it only like this? I guess the question is: Is do boober tubers only help with acne if you're magical? Which is saying that in some ways, like, if we did DNA, there's, like, a DNA that strain or something. Like, so if we tested your DNA or did, like, a deep dive into, like, your genetic makeup, we could see that you're a magical be being as opposed to, like, a normal human. You know yeah. what I mean? So mm -hmm. then that means that boober tubers might be poisonous to uh, muggles and yet like help helpful like it would cure a witch's acne but kill a muggle in which case though we have police right. night you just say oh those those weird big pussy things stay away from that shit they'll kill you yeah <laughs> yeah um um jordan so, says that he remembers reading that some creatures are drawn to magical beings so maybe um it's to help keep the secrets because like, so for example, Fantastic Beast, the Niffler, if you see a Niffler hanging around a person then that probably means that they are, that person is magical because they're drawn, like they allow them to keep them as pets, um, mm -hmm. which reminds me of the dog with the split tail thing. And then if you cut the off crups. the tail, the crups, yeah. Um, I don't know. I still think that there's a workaround. But just nifflers are things that happen. You just got to watch. Have out you for seen them. the real keep life nifflers, by close. the way, guys? They're so cute and I want one. 
They're mm-hmm. called like something Echinias. They're so cute. Um, okay. Okay. Booba tubers. <laughs> Professor Sprouts hold them briskly. They need squeezing. You will collect the pus. The what? The what? Said Seamus. Um, pus, Finnegan, pus. And it's extremely valuable, so don't waste it. You will collect the pus, I say, in these bottles. Wear your dragon hide gloves. It can do funny things to skin when undiluted. Booba tuber pus. Um... Squeezing the boba tubers or boob, whatever the fuck. <laughs> boba fat tubers. The boba fat um, tubers. Was they was only they but... only kill acne if it has a price on its head. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god. We've gone too far. Um, so yeah, squeeze. So squeezing them was disgusting but oddly satisfying. Each swelled. Each, after, as each swelling was popped, a large amount of thick yellowish green liquid burst forth, which smelled strongly of petrol. They caught it in bottles, as Professor Sprout had indicated, and by the end of the lesson, they collected several pints. This will keep Madame Pomfrey happy, said Professor Sprout. An excellent remedy for the more stubborn forms of acne should stop students resorting to desperate measures to rid themselves of pimples. So, um, one thing before we move on. I do like how in... In this class, the things that they do, like, they're learning, but they're also, it's, like, a practical thing. Yeah. So, like, they're not just squeezing the pus just to do it. You know what I mean? It's not busy work. Like, they're doing it, and then Madame Pomfrey's going to use it, and it's going to help. You know what I mean? And I think, like, I don't know. I kind of think of, like, math, for example, as, like, a class that doesn't really do that, where you're taught, you're told all the time that, like, you're going to use it, and then pass, like, basic arithmetic. I I don't use calculus in my everyday life. I, I don't, you know? I don't use most math right and so i think that like i have a calculator and i have an older brother who i text and say what's 20 percent off of (laughs) (laughs) and then he's like do the math and i'm like or answer me or i'll call you (laughs) and then he'll do the math for me so there we go that's that's pretty that's that's nice um but yeah, so I just feel like it's cool that, at least for herbology, they can see, and I guess actually most of the classes are like this, where they can see like immediately what they've done, like like practically it would help them in the world. Mm-hmm. So like just to say that of the classes that they are taught, though they should be taught more classes with more things, these are the ones where I feel like they um, use it. And I was thinking yeah. about, when as you're saying that, I'm thinking about like seventh year when they're like camping you know it'd be good to know like what plants and what animals are like useful mm-hmm. when they're on the run from Voldemort but um I don't as we're gonna see in their next class like I don't know if that's true it's true and it's not it's, true all the time it's true in herbology no. because Professor Sprout is a qualified teacher and makes Right. A lesson plan. And, I, and the classes that I the classes that I was thinking that is true in are Transfiguration and Charms. And again, qualified teachers. teachers and they're it, yeah. you know. I just think that like making yeah. lesson plans is important. I just really do. Mm-hmm. I think that like having a reason you're teaching something someone something is just something that everyone should do. Mm-hmm. Um so we learned that Eloise Midgen tried to curse her acne off. 
Um, silly girl said Professor Sprout, but Madame Pomfrey fixed her nose back on in the end. So one, oh shit, like her whole ass nose came off. That's a lot. Um, second of all, I always mention, and I don't like know how many of our listeners watched Degrassi, um, but she's the Heather Sinclair of the, of like the wizarding world. (laughs) She's always mentioned and never shows up. Like you have no idea what the fuck she looks like, but she's always mentioned. It's really funny. Oh man. Um, um so I I I think it's really like funny that like their pus is very valuable. It says and I'm thinking like that is probably very true at Hogwarts because you have all of these like teenagers who will blow their noses off because they have a pimple because they have oh no God, chill yeah. and they're all they're just full mm-hmm. of emotion <laughs> you know what i mean and once you get like older i mean there are certain people who do just have like lifelong acne but once you get past like 18 or 19 that usually clears up so from like 13 to like 16 17 it is a big deal but i doubt that it's like Boober tuber, boober, boober, boob, boobot tuber, boobot, boobot, boobot tear, boobot set I doubt that that pus is actually really valuable. Like has like monetary value. Um, well, I mean, it probably can do other things too. Yeah, probably. But <laughs> if it's like if it's if it's like good with if it's good for acne, then it's probably good. Just there's probably people who make like um, skin creams and like. Anti-aging yeah, stuff, stuff that like and... will you know remove stuff like 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 activated charcoal or some shit. I don't what? Um, where so activated charcoal is this thing where it like pulls out toxins, so you can like take it as a pill and like it'll pull out toxins from like in your body, but also if you use it on your skin, it like pulls out like oils and stuff from your skin so that you don't get acne and shit. Can you also set um, it on fire and cook your food? No, it's a different. It's like a, in a different. Okay. Um, it's a different form. Like, it is charcoal. It's just a different form. Okay. I have, so, as my mother yeah. likes to tell me, I have really great, great clear skin. So I don't have to, I don't know about activated charcoal. It's, well, you know, I worked at, at, what's yeah, it called, so. Yeah. Um, I know these things. But anyway, so, I yeah, I just, it's funny to think about, um, again, like, what is the, uh, like, pharmaceutical industrial complex, you know, like, big pharma in the in the mm. wizarding world is there someone um oh my god <laughs> deborah says that my skin is soft af because there was a moment at dinner last time i was in new york where everyone petted me for about 20 minutes which i would like to say <laughs> was like this weird one-off thing but it happens to me a lot i don't get it my skin is not soft and and smooth it is dry as fuck i have eczema and i use a lot of lotion lotion isn't it's it's not a mystery it's not she's over here having (laughs) flashbacks and i'm just like i have eczema and i use a lot of lotion yeah you threw it all up in here and that's the other that's like low-key and we're on a we're on a tangent but not because you know boob tuber pus but like (laughs) i um 
like, I also have eczema, and, like, I grew up where, like, a lot of my body, like, as a kid, it was, like, covered in, like, these really thick, it was terrible, and I had to, like, miss school sometimes, because it was really bad, but, like, now that's part of the reason I'm, like, so, aside from, like, working in a, at a place where, like, skin and hair care was important, like, when I get told that my skin is really, like, clear, um, I get really happy about I know. it, like, as a kid... I didn't used to wear shorts as a kid. Like I used to like have really yeah. Like, you had eczema. You, you had eczema in like spots in like really big like, patches. patches. Yeah, and, but it was like re- it was really gross. And so like now I have it, but it's only like flare ups, <laughs> and they're really small and manageable. And so yeah, um, that's a that's a Jordan whatever family Whatever the opposite thing. of booba tuber pus is, I know. Your mom, when I was little, used to like apologize, and I was like, I don't understand, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, and then and then I also have asthma, and that was a Davis family, so I got both. Fun. And it was some bullshit, cause like my siblings all got eczema too, but none of them had <laughs> asthma, and I was like, why are y'all? I got all the allergies and like the. That's what happens when you're an experiment, man. right? Um. So I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, mm-hmm. so then this is the big pharma and stuff. So then I was thinking like. Are there, like, rich... This goes back to the whole, like, are is there, like, a genetic property within the magical world or not? Ugh, guys, I have so many questions throughout at least the last, like, two chapters, and I'm assuming that, like, the rest of these books you're going to be like, Robin, I don't know. Shut up. But, <laughs> so, is there, like, are there genetic differences, and so do certain things affect non-magical people differently than they would? Like, we saw when the uh, Weasley twins dropped the ton tongue toffees. Um, mm-hmm. Those worked on Dudley the same way they would work on anyone. Like the point was to make your tongue weigh a ton. Um, so, so then are they, um, are they selling, is there like a, a, a family or a corporation selling boober tuber pus to the masses for like anti-aging creams and things of that nature? Questions. Sorry, one second. You might just have to write that that fanfic. I just want an entire like encyclopedia on. Um, oh, I can sell this here. Um, I want an entire encyclopedia on things like that. The Wizarding Society and world. Okay, I have to get back to recording. Hi, Pops. Do you want any jacket? Okay, I'm back. Sorry. Um, My doggy's sick. Okay, so let's let's move on. (laughs) Yeah. Let's move on from the the Boba Fett. Okay. Pus. Um, so the bell echoed from the castle across the wet, the wet ground, signaling the end of a lesson. The 
class separated, the Hufflepuffs climbed the stone steps for transfiguration, and the Gryffindors headed in the other direction uh, towards Hagrid's small wooden cabin, which stood on the edge of the Forbidden Forest. Hagrid was standing outside of his hut with Fang. Um, there were several open wooden crates on the ground at his feet, and Fang was whimpering and straining at his collar, apparently keen to investigate the contents, the contents more closely. As they drew nearer, an odd rattling noise reached their uh, ears, punctuated by what sounded like minor explosions. Morning, Hagrid said. Better wait for the Slytherins. They won't want to miss this. Blast ended Scroots. Come again. Ugh, squealed Lavender Brown. Ugh was just about summed up the, or just about summed up the blast ended Scroots in Harry's opinion. They looked like deformed, shellless lobsters, horribly pale and slimy looking with legs sticking out in the very, in very odd places and no visible heads. So there were about a, um, I'm sorry, what, I can't even think what a, like a naked lobster looks like. Like, it's a. Uh, yeah. You never saw, oh, never mind. You never watched Spongebob. No. I mean, I could imagine what a naked lobster... I mean, a Mr. Krabs was a crab, but... But he had a shell on. Yeah, but there was an episode where, like, he didn't have a shell on. (laughs) I'm gonna find a picture. I don't want Um, a picture. (laughs) Oh, well. Too late. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. I think that, like... Maybe that's what it is? Okay. But okay. either way, it doesn't sound like appealing in any way. No. Sounds pretty terrible. Mm-mm. I don't want it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, my goodness. So I, um, I'm kind of back with lavender, lavender and the ugh, um, only just Hatch hat said Hagrid proudly, so you'll be able to raise them yourselves. Thought we'd make a bit of a project out of it. And why would we want to raise them, said a cold voice. I'm so sick of Draco's voice being described as cold. Like, cold and drawling. Drawling and cold. Um, Hagrid looks stumped at the question, because to Hagrid, he's like, why wouldn't you want to raise an animal? Duh. Um, right. I mean, what do they do, asked Malfoy. What is the point of them? Um, Hagrid's mouth open, apparently thinking hard. There was a few seconds pause, and he said roughly, that's next lesson, Malfoy. You're just feeding them today. Which is like, one thing I was thinking is that he should... Not a good... He should, A, like, if you had a lesson plan, which we'll also know, because he's like, you'll have to figure out what to feed him. I've never had... I've never raised him before. You know, it's like, you should have figured it all out before you gave them to children, but mm-hmm. also, the point of a blast and its screw is that they exist, and they, ew, and that they, I just got the shellless crap, um, <laughs> that they exist and they're human, or they're living beings that you should want the best for, right? Like, But, you know, that's debatable, and I think, like, as we see throughout this true. book, like, so there are some creatures that you just... Stay the fuck away from them. Why are you trying to keep them alive? No, just leave them alone. Let them do them out in, you know, far away. Which is... Spiders are those... Like, there's just certain things where you're just like, mm, no. Yeah. Um. And, like, I... And, and, like, and I think, like, again, like, on the one hand, it's like, I... It's really interesting in this particular situation where, like, Malfoy is not wrong. 
There's um, so many times with Hagrid like, where Malfoy's not wrong. The way he's, like, wrong, he's disrespectful. <laughs> but he's not right. Yeah, and the thing is, is like, he's disrespectful and he's, like, yeah, not talking to a professor the way that he should be. But, in all fairness, Hagrid shouldn't be a professor. Like, he bought a hundred blasted in its groots and then doesn't know what they do, doesn't know what they eat. Yeah. Because he's never had it before, so he's not know what they're go. He doesn't know what they'll go for. Um, I got ant eggs and like, frog livers and a bit of grass snake. Just trying out with with a bit of each. With a bit of each, like he just picked up random stuff. Like he didn't do no type of research beforehand. I think like the only thing like, he did was like these are the like go to things of a creature of this nature or something. You know what I mean? Like he has some. Uh, I forget what it's called, like institutional knowledge because he does take care of animals and creatures, but he doesn't like do the minimum, like pick up fantastic beasts and where to find them and read up about the blast and its and see like, are they supposed to be kept as pets? Are they trainable? Right. Are, you know what I mean? Or did you buy a bunch of like small just hatch blast in its scroots because the only people that buy small just hatched blast and its scroots are the ones that feed them to thestrals or hippogriffs or, you know, like right. there's so many questions. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just not a good lesson. It's not a good um, look. First pus and now this, muttered Seamus. Nothing but deep affection for Hagrid could have made Harry, Ron, and Hermione pick up the squelchy handfuls of frog liver and lower them lower them into the crate in an attempt to in to tempt the blasted its groots. Harry couldn't suppress the suspicious sorry, couldn't suppress the suspicion that the whole thing was entirely pointless because the scroots didn't seem to have mouths. Ouch, yelled, yelled Dean Thomas. It got me. Hagrid hurried over. The, its end exploded, said Dean angrily. Oh, yeah, that can happen when they blast off. Ugh. <laughs> like, that's all Lavender can say. Mm-hmm. Hagrid, what's that pointy thing on it? Ah, some of them have got stings. I reckon they're the males. The females got sort, sort of sucker things on their bellies. I think it might be to suck You blood. think? Well, I can certainly see why we're trying to keep them alive, said Malfoy sarcastically. Who wouldn't want pets that can burn, sting, and bite all at once? Just because they're not very pretty doesn't mean they're not useful, Hermione snapped. Dragon's blood's got Dragon's blood's amazingly amazingly magical, but you wouldn't want a dragon for a pet, would you? Well, first of all, dragons are not pets. You just befriend them. <laughs> we don't need no colonialist colonialist views on you don't need to be owning dragons, no. <laughs> you don't want them as a pet because they're not pets. I agree. I have nothing to add. They're autonomous creatures. Yes. I have nothing to add. <laughs> okay. Um, Harry and Ron <laughs> grinned at Hagrid, who gave them a furtive smile. Um, Hagrid would have liked nothing better than a pet dragon, as Harry, Ron, and Hermione knew only too well. He had owned one for a brief period during their first year, a vicious Norwegian Ridgeback by the name of Norbert. Okay. He was a baby. He was not vicious. Uh, tell that to Ron's hand. Okay, but why was he there in the first place? That was Hagrid's fault. Talk to Hagrid about that. I know. Not <laughs> saying it's Ron's fault. I'm just saying it's not Norbert's fault. You know what? That's true, though, because, like, okay, so Zelda, who is sitting here looking all sad because she's sick, um, is a pit bull, and she's getting better. Like, so we got her from the pound, and, like, as she's getting better and stronger, like, she's getting stronger, she's gaining weight, and people are scared of her, but there was literally a... Like, tiny, um, 
I don't even know what kind of dog it was. It was a small dog who started barking at her, and she almost ran into the street to get away from her. And I was like, I should name you Hagrid, because you <laughs> look terrifying, but you are a ball of fluff. And it makes me really mad when people are scared of her. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that some people just have dog issues. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know their life. That's true. What they've been through. Right? Zelda's been through so much. I just want to like, I peer into her eyes sometimes and I'm like, tell me your soul. What are you thinking? She's barely two years old and she's had two litters of puppies because people are terrible. But anyway, they're um, in the chat room right now. Biana is talk is explaining. <laughs> hashtag get Biana She's explaining get, hashtag get Biana a dragon. It's, um, cause Deborah said, aren't we supposed to be raising funds to get you a dragon, Bayana? And she said, yup, as a friend, though, not as a pet. Buying friendship? Okay, Malfoy. Um, and Bayana replies, it's get Bayana a dragon, not buy Bayana a dragon. Or join her on a quest to find one. Deborah will keep her eyes That's peeled in New York City, and I will keep my black ass in my apartment, not on a quest to find <laughs> nothing. I am in it. <laughs> no way interested in like, helping mm, you find a dragon. No solicitors. Mm. Okay. I'm going to be over here. Noted. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. That sounds interesting. Cool. I have my dragon. I'm going to be over here. Yeah, Even when you get your dragon you and you're like, nope. hey, Robin, come meet my dragon. I'm going to be like, mm, I wish the best for you. Come meet my friend who's a dragon. Come meet my friendly dragon, and I'm going to be like, I'm going to be over here. I trust you. Give her the deuces for me. But. So I want to make a request because. You go over there and do you with your dragon, friend. And hey, Amani, <laughs> can you Photoshop me on. Uh, <laughs> in front of Drogon, please. I want to make that my profile Ooh. picture. Shout out to Imani's photoshopping. Or my, or my car. I just want, I just want the picture. I don't know what I'll do with it. Shout yet. out to Imani's quick photoshop of the most interesting Potterhead in the world. I. Oh yeah, that was pretty great. Almost died. <laughs> I was at work and I had to like not laugh out loud. I did laugh out loud and just was, was trying, like, y'all, y'all don't really have to deal. I was like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> um. Pretty great. So let's get um, back into this. We are so yes. Early. Okay. Well, at least the scroots are small," said Ron. "They are now," said Hermione. "But once Hagrid's found out what they eat, I expect they'll be six feet long. Well, that won't matter if they turn out to cure seasickness or something, will it?" said Ron, grinning slyly at her. "You know perfectly well I only said that to shut Malfoy up. As a matter of fact, I think he's right. The best thing to do would be to stamp on the lot of them before they start attacking us all." Yo, Hermione. Lord. Chill. You're on the one mm, hand. No, no, no. But. No. But the blast ended scroots though. Here's what I'm saying, though. Like, I am scared of basically everything. I was going to be like, I'm scared of spiders. <laughs> but let's be honest. I'm scared of basically everything. So there, are, I am very guilty of yelling for my father when there is an insect or something. And my immediate reaction is, kill it, kill it, kill it. And then when my dad goes to kill it, I'm like, no, no, no. Take it outside so it can live its life in its own place. <laughs> <laughs> Which is how I feel about That's your true. dragon. Like, 
why can't your dragon just be living its life where it's supposed to be living, which is not in my living room, but out in... Well, I didn't, I didn't say it was all coming to your living room. I just said... Or, you know, I don't... You know, I'm just assuming that if you're gonna... You and your dragon friend are gonna tear down or burn down white supremacy, it's gonna be in a populated area, and I just need that populated area not to be near <laughs> me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but... I just need, I you know. So anyway, but I, like, how can you be wanting to, and I'm not saying, because elves are like intellect, intellectual um, beings or whatever. And I am going there, Deborah. Deborah's like, I see your point, Robin, on the one and save half elves and kill the scroots. And then I went on my whole rant, but I am going there. You're, you're right. Um, like, how can you on the one hand be on the, um, like elves are autonomous and they need like proper care and like are not to be exploited or whatever or whatever and then on the other hand be like but let's stamp out all them scroots though and they're babies like they didn't ask to be put in this crate for this bad teacher they true you know what i mean like could just live their life they just try and live their life they should they just live. why can't she have said like why can't we just release them into the forest and let them have their own little blast in its group colony and then they can rise up against the acromantula and then there can be a whole turf war <laughs> and we can have like West Side Story in a Forbidden Forest or whatever so as specific. long oh as it doesn't come near me. Which is my point That's so specific. about life. Yeah. <laughs> Which is you do you. Believe me out of it. do me. Because I'm going to do me and me doing me in titles, sitting on a couch, listening and watching musicals and reading Harry Potter. So if whatever you want to do doesn't fall in line with that, then you're going to have to do that somewhere Just else. Just do it somewhere else. It's true. But they can't do that because Hagrid um, has made them their <laughs> semester long project. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm just like, Hagrid, fam. You can see that really? he like was on... <laughs> Wizard Google, and there was like a sale for blast ended scroots and on Wizard, on Wizard Amazon. Amazon. And he was like, Oh, those look badass. They got blast ended things, they're all pointy, they got all a bunch of arms and limbs and stuff. I'm gonna buy a bunch, figure it out later. And then he forgot about it. And then the first day of the term came up, and he was like, Oh, so. I didn't do any of the things that I was supposed to do. So we'll just be in this together. Which. It's not how a teacher is supposed to. Not a great, not plan. A great plan. Um, so um, they sat down at the Gryffindor table um, for lunch. Hermione began to eat so fast that Harry and Ron stared at her. Uh, is this the new stand on elf rights? Said Ron. You're going to make yourself puke instead. No, said Hermione. I just want to get to the library. What? Hermione, it's the first day back. We haven't even got homework yet. Hermione shrugged. Then she left to her feet and said, see you at dinner, and departed at, ha- at high speed. When the bell rang, Harry and Ron set off to the North Tower for um, divination class. Good day, said a misty voice of, of Professor Trelawney right behind Harry, making him jump. Um, you're, you are preoccupied, my dear, she said mournfully. My inner eye sees past your brave face to the troubled soul within, and I regret to say that your worries are not baseless. I see difficult times ahead for you, alas, most difficult. 
I fear the thing you dread will indeed come to pass, and perhaps sooner than you think. So, this is so vague. Could literally mean anything. Like, exams. You say that to any teenager. Say that to any teenager, and they'd freak the fuck out. Yeah. Like, who knows? Cho's gonna what date someone about. sooner than he thinks, or like, Ron's gonna find out that like, he has a crush that on you're Cho. Dreading, like, t- teachers, I mean, kids dread everything. Like, 14-year-olds? I dread everything. I know, but I'm saying, like, specifically, like... (laughs) I mean, I feel like most people dread at least something. But, like, when you're talking to teenagers, they pretty much are... Yeah. Just raw with emotion. And And if they're not dreading anything, if you tell them the thing that they dread is going to come to pass, they'll imagine something that they were dreading. Make something up. Mm Mm-hmm. They're like, man, I wasn't afraid, but now... now I was thinking a lot about, like, you know climate change so the ice caps are gonna melt tomorrow (laughs) right (laughs) um we were talking about boober tubers so i'm gonna have it blast into scroots um blast into scroots and now i'm about to get attacked by lavender and poverty and poverty i i'm gonna have to ask not poverty no Parvati. I'm going to have to ask Proma again. I keep fucking that up. Um, Who deeply uh, deeply admired Professor Trelawney were sitting on poofs very close to her. Um, I think she really only... So I had this teacher in junior high, which is about the age that they're in right now, who I felt like wasn't in the cool group when she was in school. And so she desperately wanted to be in the cool group like, in this weird subconscious way that even I don't think that she was really tuned into. Um, But me, as a very brutal 14-year-old, was very much tuned into (laughs) and told her about herself on a couple of occasions that may or may not have gotten me sent to the principal's office and may or may not have gotten me in school suspension, but someone had to tell her about herself. Um, (laughs) And I kind of feel like Trelawney is that, like, in her, um, like, in the fraud part of Trelawney, right? Like, she wants to kind of be worthy of, like, her grandmother's name or her great-grandmother, but she also wants to be admired by the type of girls that she probably was made fun of when she was in Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she knows now, as a teacher, like, if I say these things and this, like, voice and have this like shawly type of thing because lavender and Pavardi are the like cool girls they're the pretty ones the like popular mm-hmm. ones um and so it's just to me interesting that as much as people talk about like McGonagall thinks she's a fraud Hermione isn't messing around with her like those are like kind of the smart girls if you want to like put people in clicks or whatever like I feel like she's doing this because she knows that that subset of girl is going to really like fall for her shtick you know what I mean right mm-hmm. um so my dears it's time for us to consider the stars the movements of the planets and the mysterious portents they reveal only to those who understand the steps of the celestial dance who, the, who talks like that <laughs> Human destiny may be deciphered by the planetary rays, which intermingle 
but Harry's thoughts had drifted. The perfumed fire always made him feel sleepy and dull-witted, and Professor Trelawney's rambling talks on fortune-telling never held him exactly spellbound, though he couldn't help thinking about what she had just said to him. I fear the thing you dread will indeed come to pass. But Hermione was right, Harry thought irritably. For Professor Trelawney was an old fraud. He wasn't dealing, dreading anything at the moment at all. Well, unless you counted his fears that Sirius had been caught. But what did Professor Trelawney know? He had long since come to the conclusion that her brand of fortune-telling was really no more than lucky guesswork and a spooky manner. Except, of course, for that time at the end of last term when she had made the prediction about Voldemort rising again, and Dumbledore himself had said that he thought that trance had been genuine when Harry described it to him. Harry! Um, so see, like, like we mm-hmm. were saying before, though, like, he, when, when, when she first told him, he was like, nah, that's some bullshit. And now he's like, oh, serious. And then what about last? Like, yeah. it's just devolving into a, yeah. like, a pit of worry. Even though he anxiety. knows that, like, that trance was different because when he was explaining right. it to Ron. And that she's just saying right, shit. Like, like, she's literally she's, just saying she's shit. She's not in a trance right now. She was literally just saying shit. Um, mm-hmm. Deborah asked if she was drugging the kids. And I think. Probably. There, she got all that Right. It's so. not like so much like drugging. Tea. Drugging, but like, you know, some Jesus. No. Some. What? What did hmm? you say? Tea? I said she had the tea. She has oh, the tea yeah. and, the, and the incense and she. Channeling her inner Cosby. Is that what you're saying? She's. <laughs> oh, no. I was just saying there's some essence yeah. in there of something. Yeah, but she does. She's definitely what. like lulling them into a false sense of like. I don't know. I just feel like, like, the way that she talks and the way that she kind of, like, like, if she was able to kind of, like, get them all, like, like, you know, because, like, I feel like Ben's could probably do it, too. It's, like, to the point where everybody starts to, like, tune them out and they're, like, falling asleep and shit. They could make some kind of, like, weird, magical... Hypnotized. Yeah, yeah, hypnotic type shit happen. And then they have a little army of... They've raised an army against (laughs) against Dumbledore, and that's the whole point. Of them, that's that's why they were there in the first place. But then there are just there's uprising. some of those teachers that just make you fall asleep. Like yeah, I've had I've had some. I even teachers like I've had. There was one particular professor I had who I liked his classes, but his voice was like way too low and like <laughs> calm. And I always had his class after lunch. So you had the so itis every time I'd be sitting there dozing off. I'd have the itis, and then it was like warm and like dark. It was dim <laughs> inside, and his voice was super like monotonous. It was the worst. Cause I was really trying to, and then you have you ever like tried to take notes when you're dozing? Yes, off? and then you get that like just that weird like line, like, and you're like it's like you start with a word and then it just drips, and then you wake up, and you're like oh shit, and then you read the line, la- then you like write down a word from what they're saying now. Doesn't and make it doesn't any sense. Yeah, so it makes oh, it's terrible. It's so I know terrible. this life. I know this life so uh, well. Um, I yeah, I basically slept through my entire intro to psychology class, and I was like, well, psychology is not going to be for me because oh this was english <laughs> so i felt bad every time i was like oh god but it's really funny because like, like, i have to people know now that are like um oh you're so good at this and like i think so much about like you know mental health and stuff and like psychology mm-hmm. and i was at one point like oh maybe i could be a therapist or something you know like talk there like i like to like learn about people um or it wasn't like I was going to be a therapist, but like I could like minor in that. So that when I decided, when I went off to make movies, they would be like, she really understands the human psyche. I'm like, yeah, cause I studied that shit. You know? 
Um, and I just <laughs> fell asleep every single time. Like class would start, and I was out. And then, yeah. and it was like a big lecture and too. You can't control it. Come. Yeah, you can't control. For us, for me, it was small classroom. Oh, dude. I was trying not. It was terrible. Yeah, at least in because I went to a small. At least in a small class, like, I feel a little bit like he can see me falling asleep. That was why. So I, was so I feel really bad. I was really trying to stay awake. Like I never went like full sleep. Like I never, you know what I mean. I never went full, but I was definitely dozing off. And like you can definitely tell when someone's dozing. Mm-hmm. Like their eyes start getting unfocused. Starts like one's going this way, or they're like. And then when up you're and, trying like, and shit, like you can't. And when you're it. trying real hard, it's and you look like. Yeah, <laughs> like not blinking. Like, it's really bad, and like, and then you're still trying to take notes. And like the only thing I will say is that I'm really good because like y'all know I just know shit. So if I would like wake up kind of and the question I knew the answer to the question. I'm also really good at bullshitting, so I would answer the questions that I knew. <laughs> so like I wake up and be like, oh shit, what's going on? And then he answer a question. He'd ask a question, but I knew the answer to that because I read did the reading or whatever the fuck. I could answer it and then go back to like fighting with myself. <laughs> and it was really terrible. And that is. And, like, he taught, he actually taught one of my favorite classes that I took in college. And I, like, half the time I was fighting to stay And then at the... It was just all the elements. The subjects were lit. Like, what we were actually talking about was lit. But it was just all the other elements in the class. It just... It didn't work for you. Um, So, Harry, Rod muttered, what? Harry looked around. The whole class was staring at him. He sat up straight. He had been almost dozing off, lost in the heat and his thoughts. I was saying, my dear, that you were clearly born under the Bellflow influence of Saturn, said Professor Trelawney, a faint note of resentment in her voice, because he obviously had not been hanging on her words. Born under what? Sorry? Saturn, dear, the planet Saturn. I was saying that Saturn was surely in a position of power in the heavens at the moment of your birth. Your dark hair, your mean statue, stature, Stature. tragic losses so young in life. I think, am I not right? In saying, my dear, that you were born in midwinter. No, said Harry. I was born in July. Girl, if that is not the most famous ass birthday, you should know. Right. <laughs> right. Okay, well, I, I have a couple things. So, like, one, isn't it, like, not... I know I know Harry's, like, situation is, like, he's famous and we all know what happened or whatever. And, like, you know, there won't be a person... Everyone knows his name. But, like, you can't just be bringing up this boy's dead parents in the middle of class. Right? Like, you were born... Like, that's a private matter. (laughs) You can't... And, like, yeah, everybody knows. That's not some shit you just bring up casually. You were born in midwinter. Your mean statue. Like... Like, I'm just really trying to be like, the tragic loss is so young in life. Like, why are you even bringing that shit up? That ain't not got nothing to do with you. You know what I'm thinking about? Like, a person that we both know who... um, There was a loss in our family around, like school time and they were in class and their teacher was like I want you all to pray for so and so and it was like yeah but what girl that ain't none of the, her like, whole class's business and like it, it, <laughs> yeah. like she yeah some bad just happened to her maybe it's her choice if she decides who or what if she wants to share yeah. with people, but not with the entire yeah I remember when mm-hmm. I was, I was upset that that I'm so upset <laughs> um um, but yeah, just like, uh, the weird thing about Trelawney is that she's so sh- like, I guess it's the same with, uh, Snape in a way too. They're so like in love with their own bullshit that they like play themselves. Like you just played yourself. Mm-hmm. Like every, 
or maybe not everyone, but people would know that like I'm imagining when his when the parents died, like when the Potters died, and his like and Harry survived, they would have been like exact like how old he was, like, because he was so young to, like, you know what I mean? Mm. And he was a baby. And so there would have been, like, you know, this one-year-old who was born in July and, like, they went into hiding. Like, you know, like, there would just be, like, all of this information that, like, seeps into the public consciousness because when something like that happens, you want to know everything you can or, you know, like, just every like little aspect or piece of someone's life like comes out. Like I know that like the Mm -hmm. Santa Barbara shooter was like married and that his, you know, like you just like learn this stuff that you don't even realize that like, like a is not important, but it's like all that they can tell you or, you know? So Mm -hmm. it just is like funny to me that she is so like, the mood and she's doing her whole speech or whatever. And then she forgets this huge chunk of like public knowledge. Right. But also I will say, and like, I saw this somewhere online, um, that she could potentially be like sensing the Horcrux if she's not like, she's a fraud. Like that's the thing is like, I saw, I saw this thing where it was like, Oh, but Voldemort was born in midwinter. Um, which is true. And yeah, I don't believe that that's what Trelawney was picking up. I believe she was just making shit up mm-hmm. as usual. But, you know, and, and, and the midwinter happens to be the exact opposite of midsummer, mm-hmm. which is why it's Hilarious. funny. Um, it's cool to think about. I don't think she is that in tune to anything. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to think about what fraud, Trelaw- like, what fraud Trelawney actually knows, like how good she is at divination, but then she goes too far, you know, to like... Like, she could be, like, mm-hmm. a perfectly middling, like, I sense right. auras and, you know, like, I have a cousin who's always about, like, she sees dead folk. And I'm like, sure, okay, you see dead folk. But she doesn't go into, like, this ghost over here. I know their whole life story and they're talking to me. She's just like, oh, I sense there's something over there. Mm-hmm. And I totally believe that that's, like... yeah. Yeah, thing. and I'm like, okay, like, I don't... But just don't be extra exactly. about it. Like, <laughs> exactly. And like, just say what it is and leave it And that's that. why I believe my cousin, because, like, she's always said that. Like, she's always been like, oh, I can sense. And, like, her word for it is ghost. Maybe it's not exactly that. Maybe it's just, like, pockets of energy or whatever. But, like, she's not trying to be extra about it. So, mm-hmm. just... Just calm down. Um, Some humility. Ron Um, hastily... Ron hastily turned his laugh into a hacking cough. Um, Half an hour later, each of them were given a complicated circular chart and was attempting to fill in the position of the planets at the moment of their birth. It was dull work requiring much consultation of timetables and calculation of angles. I've got two Neptunes here, said Harry. That can't be right, can it? Ah, said Ron, when two Neptunes appear in the sky, it is sure sign that a midget in glasses is being born <laughs> Seamus and Dean, who were working nearby, sniggered loudly, though not loudly enough to mask the excited squeals from Lavender Brown. Oh, Professor, look, I've got an unaspected planet. Ooh, which one's that, Professor? It is Uranus, my dear. Can I have a look at Uranus too, Lavender? Because Ron is like three. But also... <laughs> it's just like not a... Aha! 
Oh, that's true. But yeah, Ron's yeah, still true. But also, it's just like I think I got, I think I got like caught in the, <laughs> the childishness of like, it all. How bad that joke is! <laughs> like it's just not a good joke. I didn't even think about who he was talking to. I was just like, that's not clever. Um, but yeah. Great. Um, most unfortunately, Trelawney heard them, and it was this perhaps that made her give them so much homework at the end of class. A detailed analysis of the way the planetary movements in the m- coming month will affect you, and reference to your personal with re- reference to your personal chart. I want it ready in hand in next. I want it ready to hand in next Monday. Notes. I have which, one thing to so say. So basically, like they have to make a horoscope. Um, like had they access to the Googles, this would be so right. easy. Because yeah. planetary movements, I have no idea how they're charted or whatever but literally mm. you can go on google earth and watch the sun move also you know scientists have done this for us right. already so and people there are people who do this and... right but those people are usually muggles mm-hmm. so they don't but it's a horoscope that's basically what it is <laughs> we got that shit too <laughs> it's not you special. ain't special um your wizard horoscope. Uh, miserable old bat, said Ron. That'll take all weekend that will. Lots of homework, said Hermione brightly. Professor Vector didn't give us any at all. Well, bully for, for Professor Vector, said Ron moodily. Um, they reached the entrance hall, which was packed with people queuing for dinner. They had just joined the end of the line when a loud voice rang out behind them. Weasley, hey Weasley. Um, they turned, Malfoy, Crab, and Goyle were standing there, each looking thoroughly pleased about something. What, said Ron shortly. Your dad's in the paper, Weasley, said Malfoy. Listen to this. Um, and the title is Further Mistakes at the Ministry of Magic. It seems as though the Ministry of Magic's troubles are not yet at an end, writes Rita Skeeter, special correspondent. Recently under fire for its poor crowd control at the Quidditch World Cup and still unable to account for the disappearance of one of its witches, the Ministry was plunged into fresh embarrassment yesterday by the antics of Arnold Weasley of the Misuse of Muggle Artifacts Office. Malfoy looked Shade. up. Imagine them not even getting his name right, Weasley. It's almost as though he's a complete non-entity, isn't it? He crowed. Um, everyone in the entrance hall was listening now. Malfoy straightened the paper with a flourish and read on. Arnold Weasley, who was charged with possession of a flying car two years ago, was yesterday involved in a tussle with several muggle um, law keepers, policemen, over a number of highly aggressive dustbins. Mr. Weasley appears to have rushed to the aid of Mad-Eye Moody, the aged ex auror who retired from the ministry when no longer able to tell the difference between a handshake and attempted murder. Um, which, again, isn't a joke. Right. We talked about that in Not the last funny. episode. Um, unsurprisingly, Mr. Weasley found, upon arrival at Mr. Moody's um, heavily guarded house, that Mr. Moody had once again raised a false alarm. Mr. Weasley was forced to modify several memories before he could escape from the policeman, but refused to answer daily profit questions about why he had involved the ministry in such an undignified and potentially embarrassing scene. Um, so again, like why is he involving the ministry in an undignified and, and embarrassing, you know what I mean? Not mm-hmm. like why aren't they not, why is the ministry looking out after one of their like, Own. um, right. Like he was like a top or yeah. like a head, you know what I mean? Like Who super famous was- for all that he's done for <laughs> the wizarding world. And now that he's like retired, not, like not, yeah, now that he's retired and, like, he has PTSD and shit, like, they're like, this is undignified and embarrassing. Like, that's ungrateful and some bullshit. I also think that there basically. is a, um, there's something to, one, like, 
the can't even get your name right thing is a failure of journalism. <laughs> like that's right. not Arthur's like, fault. That's no her fault. Rita's right? Fault like way to be lazy and like make an obvious like fact error. Air, you know what I mean? Not fact checking. And then there's the like I to me it's like how starved these kids are for some sort of entertainment. Like guys, electricity is real. Could could you imagine <laughs> someone taunting you about your dad's mention in a tiny article in the daily newspaper at school? Like what fourteen year olds are reading the right. newspaper? <laughs> Well, they don't have the That's internet, what I'm so. saying. Like, this is a failure <laughs> of, like, where is, like, teen bop for the wizarding world? You know what I mean? Like, why are you even reading the Daily yeah. Prophet? Like, right. L- laughing at your father being a non-entity at his job. Like, <laughs> at least my daddy in the paper. Like, when your daddy in the paper, right. it's because he getting arrested. Boom. Um... Boom, roasted. roasted. Um, and there's a picture we um, said Malfoy. A picture of your parents outside their house, if you can call it a house. Your mother could do with losing a bit of weight, couldn't she? Ron was shaking with fury. Everyone was staring at him. Get stuffed, Malfoy, said Harry. Come on, Ron. Oh, yeah, you were staying with them this summer, weren't you, Potter? So tell me, is his mother really that porky, or is it just the picture? You know your mother, Malfoy said Harry. Both he and Hermione had grabbed the back of Ron's robe to stop him from launching himself at Malfoy. That expression she's got looked like she's got dung under her nose. Has she always looked like that or was it just because you were with her? Man. Harry is the king of clapbacks, man. Harry, we need, we need, There's never been one where it's like, like, and the thing is, is what's great is that like, he's not resorting to fat shaming. He's not like, He's not resorting to sexism. Like, he's really just, like, he pretty much, like, he's, it's a yo mama. About like, you, though. Like, clap back. But it's about Malfoy. It's not yeah. about her. It's just, like, her nose is upturned. Is that because of him? Is that because, that's because of you, huh? Right. Like, it has nothing to do with, you know what I mean? Like, he's Does so Does she always look like that? Oh, you wouldn't know because she always looked like that when you were around. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's so, just, it's, like, pretty lit. Um, And I just it's, had a great idea. That you guys will see t- when the ep- episode drops, but you know the clapping emoji, um, which white people can't do on Twitter, and like leave leave it alone, guys. How you? Someone wrote, "How you gonna be offbeat in a tweet?" <laughs> <laughs> but we should do the clapping emoji oh, emoji with a little like with the lightning bolt emoji right underneath it. <laughs> Every time there's a clap, then there's a lightning bolt for when Harry gets sassy. Mm-hmm. Um. The fat shaming um, of Malfoy, you, like, too, like, at this point, like, I'm sorry, I understand they're, like, Harry's sticking up for Ron, and Harry, Harry and Ron are holding, or Harry and Hermione are holding Ron back from punching Malfoy because he's the one that will get in trouble or whatever, but it's, I, punch him. Punch right. him. I mean, the other thing I, I will say is it. that it's not, like, <laughs> well, no, no, no. It's not really about Malfoy. It's not like, like the only reason it's bad that Malfoy is saying that Molly's fat is because it's Molly, right? Like this book spent a whole like few chapters fat or like spends a few chapters every book fat shaming the Dursleys. <laughs> right. So it's not and like the book is like, we shouldn't be fat shaming people in general. It's just like Molly's a good person and Malfoy's a bad person. Yeah. So look at how he calls her fat. You know what I mean? Like it, so it's not necessarily 
Yeah, the 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 shame I'm here not, comes from the fact it, that it's it's Molly and not because it's yeah, bad. and not that she's yeah. um, but yeah, and not that it's just bad. But there's either. also something to like the recognition that Molly has had seven children. Like right. you're not you know? going unless to bounce right. Back like after you're that. just not, you're not not, not the same way. Gonna look like. Narcissa with her one child, like you know, who she probably like, she probably got a tummy tuck or something afterwards. You know what I mean? Like you just seven kids though, two yeah. twins, <coughs> they all tall, right? One at the same time, like two at the same time, like that's a lot. A lot. Um, if I had seven kids, I'd man shit, right? I'm gonna look however the fuck I want. Thank you. Seven, and I'm still taking care of five them motherfuckers. Right. Plus, they friends nah. just come and be there. Just whatever. So then it's really like a no, really seven. Right. Another seven. <laughs> Leave Molly nah. alone. But yeah, I think that there is. Tr- it's true. Like we should. We have to call it out because it's it's a contradiction in the books. Um. But like, there is a lot of like not just fat shaming, but like the way that they talk about Millistrode, Bullstrode, Millicent, Bullstrode. Um, Millistrode. Yeah, you know what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was trying to say. But, like, yeah, the way that they, no. the way that she writes these characters, it is very much, like, what there's what she's saying doesn't matter. It's who she's saying it against. So you can, you can right. fat shame Dudley, who hasn't done anything and should be eating. Like, he just, should like you shouldn't be starving him. He probably shouldn't be eating as much as he is eating. Right. But but like you can't go from zero to six. Like that's not debatable. You can't go from like everything to nothing. Um Right. Send him on some walks. Like let him go take a walk. Go put him in some sports. Put him in some sports. He'll be alright. Make him move. As we see in the next book. Like he gonna fill out and be okay. Um Yeah. But yeah so it's not, like I said, it's like, it's not about what is said. It's about who it's said to. And that is a problem mm-hmm. because you shouldn't, like, as terrible as Malfoy is, you shouldn't say, like, whatever to him. Like, there should be boundaries of human decency. And, you know, mm-hmm. as we are coming into this time and the darkest timeline of our society, like, we have to remember, like, you can't say whatever. And if it's, no matter if it's directed at Meryl Streep or Representative John Lewis, who you can't just say shit. <laughs> like there, there is like a proper clapback. So yeah, like props to Harry for like the proper clapback and the proper way to insult yeah. a person, which is not to insult mm-hmm. their family or things about someone that has nothing to do with the well, content of like who they are. Yeah. Um, Malfoy's pale face went slightly pink. Don't you dare insult my mother, Potter. Which is like, this hypocrisy I'm smelling here. Right? It's interesting. Like. You know? Why did I insult your mother, Malfoy? Could it it possibly. can Can we go back? Think, just stop a second. Think about how we got here. You don't even have to think that far back. No. Like, not even five minutes. No, not even three, like. The, the the second thing you said. So you said one thing and then and then 
you said something, then Harry said something, and then you said something, and then Harry talked about your mama. So just go back to that first thing you said. Right. Real really quick. quick. Um, um, keep your fat mouth shut, then said Harry, turning away. Bang. Several people screamed. Harry felt something white hot graze the side of his face. He plunged his hand into his robes for his wand, but before he could t- he even touched it, he heard a second loud bang and a roar that echoed through the entrance hall. Oh, no, you don't, laddie. <laughs> I love laddie. That's such a great word. Um, Harry spun around. Professor Moody was limping down the marble staircase. His wand was out, and it was pointing right at a pure white ferret, which was shivering on the stone flag floor, exactly where Malfoy had been standing. There was a terrified silence in the entrance hall. Nobody but Moody was moving a muscle. Moody turned to look at Harry, at least. His normal eye was looking at Harry. The other one was pointing in the back of his head. Did he get you, Moody growled. No, said Harry. Missed. Leave it, Moody shouted. Leave what, said Harry's head, bewildered. Not you, him. Moody growled, jerked, sorry, jerking his thumb over his shoulder at Crab, who had just frozen, about to pick up the white ferret. It seemed that Moody's rolling eye was magical and could see out of the back of his head. Moody started limping toward Crab, Goyle, and the ferret, which gave a terrified squeak and took off, streaking toward the dungeons. I don't think so, roared Moody, pointing his wand at it. It flew ten feet in the air, fell with a smack to the floor, and then bounced upward once more. I don't like people who attack when their opponent's backs turned. Um, Stinking, cowardly, scummy thing to do. Um, So real quick, it's... It's like part, like he's not lying in this moment, mm-hmm. right? Like this is definitely what Barty Crouch, like, you know, spoiler heavy podcast is Barty Crouch <laughs> Jr. guys. Oh my God, you can be shocked and then let's move on. Um, it's like, that's not false. Like he has an issue with mm-hmm. that. And so even though, like it, it's like one of those things that fits with Mad-Eye's character, which is really interesting, mm-hmm. um, is like how... Yeah, how those things can kind of yeah. fit. Because, um, like, of course Mad-Eye wouldn't like people who attack people behind their back. I mean, really, who does, right? But, mm-hmm. like, it, it fits with his character. Um, so the ferret flew through the air, its legs and tail flailing helplessly. Never do that again, said Moody, speaking the word as the ferret hit the stone floor and bounced upward again. Professor Moody. Professor McGonagall was coming down the marble staircase, her arm full of books. <laughs> Hello, Professor McGonagall, said Moody <laughs> calmly, bouncing at the ferret still higher. This is like that moment in uh, Prisoner of Azkaban where Remus is, like, when Just Peter becomes <laughs> Peter again, and Remus is like, oh, hello, hello. Peter. How's it How going? are you? <laughs> Just cheery. Long time Almost, no see. Like, cheerily uh-huh. said, oh, hey, Pete. Yeah. What's up, Pete? Hey. Hey, so you in a minute. Um, what, what are you doing, said Professor McGonagall. Teaching, said Moody, <laughs> which is hilarious as fuck. I'm sorry. It's really funny. Teach. Moody, is that a student? Streaked Professor McGonagall. Yep. No. No, cried <laughs> Professor McGonagall, um, running down the stairs and pulling out her wand. A moment later, with a, long, a loud snapping noise, Draco Malfoy had reappeared, lying in a heap on the floor with his sleek blonde hair all over his now brilliantly pink face. He got to his feet, wincing. <laughs> Moody, we never use transfiguration as a punishment. Surely Professor Dumbledore told you that. He might have mentioned it, yeah. But I thought a good sharp shock. We give detentions, Moody, or speak to the offender's head of house. I'll do that then. 
Malfoy, whose pale eyes were still watering with pain and humiliation, looked malevolently, malevolently up at Moody and muttered something in which the words, my father, were distinguishable. I mean, we all know what mm-hmm. he said. Um, oh, yeah, said Moody quietly. Well, I know your father of old, boy. You tell him Moody's keeping a close eye on his son. You tell him that from me. Now your head of house will be Snape, will it? Yes. Another old friend. I've been looking forward to a chat with old Snape. Come on, you. He seized Malfoy's upper arm and marched him off toward the dungeon. Can I just... So, you know, these are not right, lies. Right, right. Again, like, it's one of those things where, like, it's best to tell the truth mm-hmm. when you're lying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, just tell enough of the truth <laughs> that... Mm-hmm. Or color the lie with enough of the truth that it... Um, or, yeah, that it makes sense. But I think it's also interesting mm-hmm. the way that he's, like... There has to be as a... Death Eater, you know, and they kind of mentioned it somehow, like, they mentioned it earlier when we were at the Quidditch World Cup, like, a lot of those, if there were Death Eaters of the bunch in that mob, they wouldn't want Voldemort's reappearance as much as anyone else, because in order to not be in Man, they had to have said something, turned away from him, um, in a way that kept them safe, but would... Mm-hmm invite the wrath of Voldemort when he comes back. And for someone like Barty Crouch Jr., who did go to Azkaban willingly and find, and, mm-hmm. and thinks of himself as his most loyal servant, both Snape and Malfoy are loathsome to him in the same way that they, mm-hmm. like, are just as loathsome to him as they would be to Moody, but in different ways. Because for Moody... The real Mad-Eye Moody, it's because they were Death Eaters in the first place. But for Barty Crouch Jr., it's because they weren't Death Eater enough. Right, and they they abandoned Voldemort. And not only they abandoned Voldemort, but they abandoned what should have been their principles, you know, of like Mm -hmm. the, you know, mud blood or... Blood purity, yeah. Right, because, like, the other thing is that Barty Crouch Jr. did, like, just as a, you know, again, spoiler (laughs) heavy, we'll get to this in some months, too, but, like, he didn't get imprisoned while Voldemort was still in power. He got imprisoned after Voldemort was gone for torturing the Longbottoms. Mm -hmm. Like, he, he didn't let up. He wasn't like, oh, shit, okay, let me get my affairs in order. He was like, nah, we got to find him. Where are these, like, let us know. You know what I mean? And, like, tortured. Uh, and considering his position Voldemort. as Barty Crouch Sr.'s son, he could have easily right. have just, like, slunk mm-hmm. back into his life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And not been um, caught. So, yeah. he really, like, he really believes in the beliefs that Voldemort is, are, is espousing. And so, it's just interesting to think about, like you said, like there's a lot of truth in his lie. Um, it's a different reason to despise Malfoy and Snape, but he he does despise them. Yeah. Mhm. Um. So, um, don't talk to me. Ron said quietly to Harry and Hermione as they sat down at the Gryffindor uh, table a few minutes later. Why not? Said Hermione. Because I want to fix that in my memory forever. Said Ron. Draco Malfoy, the amazing bouncing ferret. Harry and Hermione both laughed, mm-hmm. and Hermione began dolloping beef casserole onto each of their plates. She's such a mother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, 
He could have really hurt Malfoy, though, she said. It was it was good, really, that Professor McGonagall stopped it. Hermione, said Ron, you're ruining the best moment of my life. Hermione made an impatient noise and began to eat at top speed again. Don't tell me you're going back to the library this evening, said Harry. Got to. Loads to do. But you told us, Professor Vector. It's not schoolwork, she said. Within five minutes, she cleared her plate and departed. No sooner than she had gone, um, than her seat was taken by Fred Weasley. Moody, he said. How cool is he? Beyond cool, said George. Super cool, said Lee Jordan. We had him this afternoon. What was it like? Never had a lesson like it. He knows, man. Knows what? Knows what it's like to be out there doing it. Doing what? Fighting the dark arts. He's seen it all. Amazing. Um, Ron dives into his bag for his schedule. We haven't got him till Thursday, he said in a disappointed voice. I just want to reread this because I feel like you read it well, but you didn't really like imbibe, imbibe what, I, what I read when I see these italicies, which is... Okay. What was it like, Harry said eagerly. Never had a lesson like it, said Fred. He knows, man. Like, just like... <laughs> Those, like, uh, <clears throat> conspiracy theory, I go out mm-hmm. into the woods, take shrooms, and I know the meaning of life, like, he's, yeah, it does you know, like, like, they just knows what it's like to be <laughs> out there doing them. it, man, like, he's, he's <laughs> seen it, man, he's seen it all, fighting the dark arts, like, they're so... <laughs> romanticizing what is actually a very terrible, which is oddly similar to how they treat Harry, right? They kind of romanticize the worst moment of his life, whether forgetting that a, he doesn't remember it and b all that he remembers Mm -hmm. of that aftermath is trauma. And the, and the, it's the same with Matt. I like, I'm pretty sure he would much rather have not, been out there doing it and like I'm sure right. he would much rather have his real eye and both of his legs and not be scarred up and be able to sleep without a bunch of uh booby traps around you know like and it's this weird on the one hand belittling that you see with Rita Skeeter belittling his condition or what he's been through and then on the other hand romanticizing it when what you need is like this balance of um what you've been through is real and valid and like valuable and we and honored. Um, but we also would never wish that on anyone else. Right. There's a, there's a middle there. <laughs> it's not, mm-hmm. Oh, wave it off and he's not strong and it's not like, Oh, he's the coolest thing ever because that was amazing. And he's so badass. It's like, it's a terrible thing that you did, though you felt like you needed to do it. And we hope that no one else ever has to go through that again. So, who's your MVP? Um, you go first. Alistair? No. Oh, f- we talked about this. Mm-hmm. That's why I said you go first. I forgot. Can you go? I have to change my vote. No, you don't have to if you don't want to. It's fine. You just have to like, and this is, and we should like make it. No, we're talking about. Okay, so I had. So I had MVP. I had made Mad Eye Moody the MVP, but in actuality, I made Barty Crouch Jr. the MVP because Mad Eye Moody is in the bottom of a trunk somewhere. Yeah, and (laughs) he's he's not not doing doing anything. He's not in this chapter. So just a reminder to (laughs) y'all, 
in this book, for the most part, if you're making Mad Eye your MVP, Friday if you're Crouch Jr. Your MVP. MVP, that's fine. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But just so the reason why I need to change it is because, like I just explained, and I still made that same mistake, is that the the reason why Mad Eye has these strong feelings against Malfoy is because he doesn't think that the, his father was loyal enough or upholding the pure blood, like the, the beyond what he did to Malfoy and teaching him a lesson, which I think was a valid lesson and a good lesson. Like you don't attack someone with their back closed. The animus well, behind it was bad. Okay, and I don't want to celebrate that. Mm-hmm. So Ron, Ronald Weasley is my MVP. Okay. Um, I made McGonagall my MVP. Um, part of it is that, like, while Draco being turned into a ferret is hilarious as fuck, it's still, like, not okay for that. You know what I mean? For that to be the punishment. And so I do think that McGonagall was right in being, like, not nah, give him de- detention, take him to his head of house, don't, like, transfigure him. He was smacking up, smacking yeah. him against the floor, so I'm curious if Draco has a concussion. Like, it's going, like you know, I mean, I'm not that concerned, but I'm just wondering. Um <sighs> So I think that, like, while it's hilarious and, like, as, you know... But it's also abuse. This is maybe the first (laughs) time that I... This is the first time reading it that I saw the problematic (laughs) nature of it, you know? Like, every every other time I've read this, I'm like, this is lit. And it's still funny. And, like, seeing it in the movie is still funny. But it's, like, McGonagall's right. Like, you can't do that as a teacher. Um, And, you know, if they had basic training, at the very least, just some basic Basic training training. teaching, that would would probably fix that. Not even, like... I mean, there's a lot you have to know to be a teacher. But just, like, basic how to treat kids. What a proper punishment is. 101. And, um, yeah. Yeah. You know, if they'd done that at Hogwarts, this wouldn't be a problem. However. Um, who did you bench? I benched Malfoy. Um, Same. Oh, that's really cute. So we have our bench in, like, a column. So, Bayana wrote Draco, and I wrote Malfoy, so it says Draco Malfoy. Oh. Um, I just noticed. That's funny. Because um, you are like, same, and I was like, no, you bitch. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I benched Malfoy. I think the, what we talked about, like, the fat shaming and the, his penchant for making fun of the Weasleys for things outside of the Weasleys' control. Like, mm-hmm. everything that he denigrates Ron for is nothing in Ron's inherent personality. Okay, he's poor. Okay, his parents are whatever. Okay, he has hand-me-down clothes. What about that can Ron control? You know? So, you're not saying anything. Whereas, like we said with Harry, like when Harry goes after Malfoy, it's about him. You know what I mean? And it's about, like, the things, like he doesn't, he's not... I mean, when he does go after his parents, um, it's usually like, oh, your dad is a Death Eater. Which... <laughs> it's not your dad is, like... A snob, or... It's not... Or, you know. It's not... A t- right, no, but it's not even that. Even snob isn't really bad. It's like, it's not that he's going against him for, like... Spoiled rich boy. A part boy of his identity or, being something that yeah. he deems inferior. It's literally, like, you're an <laughs> asshole, and that's it. That's objective. Yeah. There's no like oppression you could attached be to that. A rich, it's nice guy who I was friends with, but instead, you're an asshole. As you can see by my right. poor best friend, and who is not an asshole. Well, 
mm-hmm. who is an asshole but funny Not about sometimes. it, and she's deserving target. <laughs> um, sometimes, sometimes. So, I think we might have lost our our chat room here. It's late, and we've been rambling. So, we'll uh, ask them at a later time to add their MVPs and who's benched. But thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, next week, we'll be discussing Chapter 14 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Unforgivable Curses. Make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who's benched for the chapter. Um, we keep tally of all of these. And at the end of the book, at the end of Goblet of Fire, we will announce who is one, who has won the book and who has lost the book. Again, you can join the conversation on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds, hashtag WizardTeam. Um, I was going to say, let me know if you guys want me to um, do tweet updates about the spreadsheet. I feel like we said we were going to do something with it, and which is why I haven't. But I forgot what that was that we said we were I don't know. You, it might be we're in, doing weird shadow wizard CNN polls, like exit polling. No, no, People I'm not loved what it. I was doing, but what I'm saying <laughs> is that, no, what I'm saying is that we said we might do something, and I I might have to go back and listen to the um, recap episode of Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. Like, we said, I think we said we might do something at the Oh, yeah. It, and I don't remember where that went, and so that's why I haven't been doing it. But, you know, if we forgot. We forgot. It, if y'all want to remind us and you were really, like, looking forward to whatever <laughs> it is we said we were going to do, let me know. Um, and if not, like, if y'all really, like, if do y'all like when I do, like, updates, because... I haven't really been paying attention, um, or I've been, like, you know, adding them up, but I haven't been, like, tweeting them out or whatever, um, and it's fun for me, but I stopped because I thought we were going to do something that we both forgot about Yeah, that was. I totally so, forgot. Yeah. Um, I yeah. don't mind your updates, they just, I just always imagine, like, a breaking, <laughs> like, like, so they it's, make me laugh. because it's funny. But that's why, yeah, it doesn't mean that I don't enjoy them. them, it just is like, I know, I know, it's supposed to be Why are we having exit polls of... Something that happened 10 years ago. 20 years ago. Jeez. Because it's it is great. great. 22 years ago. Is this 22? I don't think this It was 1994. Oh, but this is 94. Sorry. I thought you meant when it, no. when it was published. So I was like, no. Almost, almost 23 years ago, Harry Potter oh, was in the Goblet of... Or in the Triwizard Tournament. Mm-hmm. <gasps> almost! Almost! Almost 22 what? years ago, serious Girl. Okay. She got a lot going on. That was... Like, why would you even bring that up? What's wrong with you? Because I love him so much. Okay, we're going to end on a happy yes. note, though, because that didn't make any type of sense. We're not even on... We're not even because he's worried about him. That's two years because from now. Because he's like, where, where's my note? No. Hey, we're going to end this mm-hmm. on a happy note. Everybody go watch Hermione in the Quarter Life Crisis. Yes. Because it's lit. And, and Eliana, yeah. you are mm-hmm. the real MVP for bringing that into our life. Yep. We appreciate you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>